Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson. This episode is brought to you by Live Casino, and I am at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Always feel free to shoot me a note there. Folks, football season is here, and Live Casino is where FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sports betting app, comes to life. Step up and place your bets at our self-service kiosk or with a sportsbook representative. Then cheer on your team and catch every heart-pounding moment of action on our huge 40-foot video wall. Bet, watch, and win at Live Casino Pittsburgh, Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, I have my article up for the week, and the big, kind of like we talked about yesterday, but I went deeper and deeper, was, is the Steelers' current running game sustainable? And again, not to beat the Browns or, you know, first round of the playoffs, they happen again. But is this a foundational piece for the organization going forward? So please go read it. Got a lot of really good feedback from a lot of you in the comment section. You guys are always too kind. Thank you. Um, But as we do Thursday show, your second to last pod of the week, maybe this is the last one we do this, but we're going to go through all the numbers of when the Steelers have the ball and when the Brownies have the ball. So let's dig in. Steelers offense is now up to 17th in EPA. 20th in EPA per dropback, third in overall rushing EPA. This is for the season. But since their week week nine bye, Pittsburgh's offense is seventh in EPA, just behind the Bengals and just one spot ahead of Buffalo. That sounds like lofty company, doesn't it? I mean, that's since week nine. And during that time frame, Pittsburgh is ninth in EPA per dropback and third in rushing EPA. Impressive stuff. I am an EPA believer, I think, as you know. Expected points added. Anyway, Cleveland's defense comes in at 22nd in EPA. They're 8th in defensive EPA per dropback, but dead last in EPA against the run for the year. Um, They also break down quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett is now 24th in EPA among quarterbacks. Just behind Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, and Kyler Murray. I think I've told you this before, but there's been great studies. Shieldkopedia from The Athletic did it, and some others have as well. Rookie first-round quarterbacks, on average, are usually about the 24th best quarterback in the league. Right now, he's 24th in EPA, and he's gradually going up. Like, that's what you kind of are shooting for. I mean, that that's the norm, folks. Pickett has not thrown an interception in six of his last seven starts. Last week against the Ravens, Pickett attempted just four of his 27 passes between the numbers. He completed three of those four attempts for 42 yards. I have a real problem with that. In-breaking routes, in-breaking routes, Fryermuth over the middle, even dump-offs to the running backs in the middle of the field. Four of your 27 passes between the numbers. I have a problem with that. Um, Deontay Johnson caught eight balls for 84 yards against the Browns much earlier in this year and was targeted 11 times in that game. um, um, Pickens has not had more than six targets in a game since week five, averaging 2.9 catches and 43.5 yards per game during that span. Since week five. That's a long stretch. He needs to be be targeted more. Um, Two tight ends in NFL history have 60 or more catches in each of their first two seasons in the league. That's Keith Jackson from the Eagles. Remember him? He was really good. And Pratt Fryermuth. In terms of net passing yards per game, the Steelers' offense ranks 24th and Cleveland's defense ranks 7th. 
Pittsburgh is 29th in yards per attempt, and the Steelers de- or the Browns' defense is fifth best in completion percentage allowed. It's going to be a run game, folks. Uh, the Steelers' 39 pass plays of 20 plus yards and three pass plays of 40 plus yards rank 25th and 31st in the league, respectively. Uh, Miles Garrett has 15 sacks. That's fourth in the NFL with one game to play. But no other Browns player has more than three. Garrett has 15. No one else has more than three. Um, As you would imagine, they're bad against the run, dead last. The Browns defense sees the sixth highest percentage of run plays against them. I'm actually surprised it's not one or two. The Steelers rushed for 198 yards in Baltimore last week. In the eight games leading up to that matchup, the Ravens had allowed a total of 577 yards on the ground, an average of just 72.1 yards per game. And the Steelers almost ran for 200 yards against that team. Uh, Jalen Warren got double-digit carries last week for the second time in three weeks. And in both those games, Harris has had 20 or more carries. Since the week nine bye, Harris is averaging 87 and a half total yards per game and has six touchdowns. Um, The Browns have surrendered 15 rushing touchdowns to running backs, which is 29th most in the league. Uh, For the season, Cleveland's defense is surrendering 4.8 yards per rushing attempt. Only six defenses are worse. The Steelers did average 4.7 per carry in their first meeting against these guys. Pittsburgh is one of three teams that does not have a rushing play that has resulted in a gain of more than 40 yards. They are also just five teams that have fewer runs of 20 or more yards. The Browns held Washington just 3.8 yards per play. Washington had a 21-play drive ending in a Carson Wentz touchdown last week. Cleveland only ran 53 offensive plays in that game. Kind of strange stuff. Wentz, Wentz throwing the game away is basically what happened. Over the past three weeks, Pittsburgh is running an average of forty or 68 offensive plays per game. That is the fifth most in the league during that time frame. However, for the season, Cleveland's defense only faces just under 61 plays per game, the sixth fewest in the league. The Steelers were only one of nine on or only one of nine on third downs in week three. But for the year, Pittsburgh is seventh best in third down conversion rate and are best in the league over their past three games. Over the Browns' last three games, only six defenses in the league are worse on third downs. So these teams are very much trending massively different directions on third down conversion rate. Pittsburgh's offense has been converting touchdowns in the red zone over the most recent three games at a rate of 71.4%. That's seventh best in the league during that stretch. So red zone stuff is starting to shape up a little bit, although it's a little unconventional. In the third quarter of games, Pittsburgh is producing just two points on average. That's the lowest in the league coming out of the halftime. Not a great sign of coaching. The Steelers are 24th in fourth quarter scoring, producing just 5.2 points per fourth quarter. And the Browns' defense yields just 2.4 points in the first quarter of games that year. Only the Panthers and Ravens are better. But in the third quarter of play, where the Steelers are really bad, Cleveland's giving up 5.3 points on average. That's 26th most. And in the fourth quarter, only six teams are worse. So Steelers have not been good coming out of the uh, out of the half, but the other Browns. All right, I'll be back in a minute, and we will talk about when the Brownies have the football.
All right, here we go. This is going to be interesting because pre-Watson is much different than post-Watson. So some of these year-long stats take with a grain of salt, but I do lay it out, and the Watson stuff is frightening for Cleveland, honestly. But the Browns' offense is 15th in overall EPA, 13th per dropback, 5th in rushing EPA. No real shock there, except they threw the ball quite well with Brissett. Um, Deshaun Watson took over as Cleveland's starting quarterback in week 13. But from week 13 till now, the Browns' offense is 25th in overall EPA, 27th per dropback, and even their rushing EPA has dropped to 16th. Everything about the offense is rough right now. Sierra's defense is 23rd in EPA, 25th per dropback, 17th against the run, but trending the right direction. This is brutal. When you look at quarterback EPA, Deshaun Watson is 37th that have, amongst all quarterbacks that have played at least 150 snaps. Just ahead of Zach Wilson, just behind Carson Wentz. Ouch. Um, Jacoby Brissett completed 64% of his passes compared to 56.7 by Watson. On average, the ball comes out of Watson's hands in 3.2 seconds. That's the highest number among all qualifying quarterbacks. No one's holding the ball longer than Watson. But Watson has an average depth of target of just 7.1 yards downfield, which is tied for 24th. So he's holding it and still not going deep with it. Terrible combination. How about this, too? At halftime last week, the Browns had nine net passing yards. It is a rough watch with Watson right now. Mari Cooper is responsible for just under 40% of all the Browns' air yards. Only five pass catchers in the league are responsible for a higher percentage of their team's air yards. So he's been kind of like the Devontae Adams conversation. He's not as good as Adams, but he's being used that way. Uh, in week three, Njoku, David Njoku caught nine passes for 89 yards and a touchdown. But last week, Njoku caught just one pass on three targets. He only has six catches and 63 yards over his past three weeks after having some real flashes this year. Passing game's kind of broke. Just six defenses allow a higher yards per attempt than the Steelers this year, but Pittsburgh's pass defense is third best in the league in completion percentage allowed. They're not allowing catches for the year at a high percentage, but they high yards per attempt. A lot of that's early stuff. I mean, the Gabe Davis 99 yard or that kind of thing. Watson was sacked four times in week 17. Only five defenses are blitzing at a higher rate than Pittsburgh this year. Only seven offenses throw the ball at a lower percentage of their snaps than the Browns. No surprise there. Browns do average 4.6 yards per carry. Only 11 offenses are better. But the Steelers' 4.1 yards per carry allowed is now up to fourth best in the league. Cleveland does have 20 runs of 20 or more yards this year. That leads the league, which is a side note, but that's what the Steelers running game is missing. I mean, 20 y- runs of 20 yards or more. You know, Steelers at the bottom of the league in that. Mm-hmm. And brings us to Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb leads the Browns with 1448 rushing yards. He's only behind Josh Jacobs. Chubb has 993 yards more than any other Browns player, despite Kareem Hunt playing in all 16 games. So it's not even close to an even split. But they both have 195 and 194 receiving yards, respectively. You'd think Chubb, you know, Hunt would be way ahead of him in receiving yards. Chubb has just one touchdown since week 10, but he has 295 rushing yards over the past three games. 
He ran for 113 when these teams last met. Uh, only over the past three games, only three offenses have been worse in the red zone than Cleveland. So they're struggling all over the place on the side of the ball. On average, the Brownies run just over 66 plays per game. Only the Bucks, Cardinals, Chargers, and Commanders snap the ball more often on a per-game basis. However, the Steelers' defense faces just over 60 plays per game, the fourth fewest in the league. And over the past three games, the Steelers' defense is playing just 48.3 snaps per contest, by far the lowest number in the league over that time frame. Over the last three weeks, they're playing under 50 snaps a game. You know how drastically that difference was from the beginning of the season for the Steelers and how much an advantage that is defensively just to not be on the field? No one's doing it better right now than Pittsburgh. So back to scoring per quarter. Browns averaged 6.8 points scored in the fourth quarters. Only seven teams are better. The Steelers give up 4.8 points per first quarter of play. Just six teams allow more. But in the fourth quarter of games, the Steelers allow 4.9 points on average, which is eighth best. So side note here, they basically give up the same amount of points in the first quarter, 4.8, and the fourth quarter, 4.9. But as I've told you, and this year is not the best example, fourth quarter defense is growing extinct. So at that number, it's eighth best in the fourth in the fourth quarter, it's seventh worst in the first quarter. So... It's just a good example of how the league works. I mean, it gets easier and easier to score as the game goes on. Um, that's a wrap for me. I'll be back tomorrow with a bunch of key matchups. We got a bunch of general stuff of this game, too. Uh, maybe we'll get word on what's going on with the uh, AFC scheduling of games, too. Who knows? But that's a, obviously a strange situation. Thanks so much. Over and out. Over and out.